Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily, a writer. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two type 1 diabetics trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hi, guys. Welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week's very special guest, as I very say special. every week, this one's actually very special because it is none other than my twister, my twin sister, my my roommate, my roommate, Laura Goldman. Hello. Hi. I hate everything about that. <laughs> I was about to say, I wish the listeners could see Laura's eye roll. I hope you felt it. There's, While Emily was giving that intro. There's always a constant level of disdain emanating from Laura whenever she's too close to me. And we are pretty close together trying to get both on this mic. But also thank you for having me. There we go. Woohoo! Mom, if Guys, you're listening, I, you should be proud. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I am very excited for this episode because I feel like I've been wanting this for a long time to get a se- sense of... The twin experience when one twin's pancreas works and the other one less so. And so this is a very exciting time for me as the co-host. And I feel like we should just, for the listeners, I feel like we should just get a baseline understanding of your voices so they can distinguish. So let's do a test. This is Emily. Hey guys, you should remember my voice because I'm the one always talking who never stops. But Laura and I do have very similar voices. So this again is Emily, as Miriam stated. Great. And now this is Laura. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Laura here. Um, We do have similar voices, I think. But hopefully some inflections are different. Unclear. But we'll see. It uh, For those of you who – this is Emily again. For those of you who uh, <laughs> haven't been following us on Instagram or haven't been following along like super closely, Laura is a constant in all of our posts and tags. And obviously I live with her, a constant meaning that she's always there, not necessarily that she's like – I was like, I'm the, never in any of your posts. Oh, my God, stop. Okay, she's, you dinged on. She's always in, my, in our Instagram stories and then she's always in the background and around because we live together and we are fraternal twins. So for those of you wondering, hey, what does that mean? I never took a biology class. That's chill. Basically, a fraternal – I'm going to get all gross up in this, but a fraternal twin. do it. Nature. Um, we are from two separate eggs that we were born at the same time. Um, I'm 12 minutes older. It's chill. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, but identical twins look exactly alike because they are literally a split egg split embryo mm-hmm. um so we are basically so just sisters are the... born at the same time mm-hmm. is what you, you that's what i was gonna say identical yeah. is this is the concise version identical is one egg one sperm ew sorry it's, i don't know why sperm reverses me out okay whatever <laughs> just listen and then the word sperm and then... no but genetically you guys are just like any any old sisters, but you happen to share the womb at the same time and were born the same day. Exactly. And, you know, as we always state, we're not doctors to take everything we say about this twinship uh, with a grain of salt. But um, Also, I feel like no one is listening to this to learn what a twin is, but we like to give back. I mean, I just don't want people to be like, okay, so 
the reason why I brought this up actually is because there are a lot and by a lot I mean definitely a handful of identical type 1 diabetic twins and both Mm -hmm. typically have type 1 diabetes in the in their twinships Mm -hmm. um you know there is quite a few that I can think of but um you know we're fraternal and it's very interesting even though I'm sure many doctors would say have reasons ready as to why we don't both have type 1 um most of the fraternal twins I know uh who one twin has type 1 the other one actually does not so mm-hmm. um another reason why Laura should be grateful that we are not identical aside from the fact that she doesn't have to have my face um oh my god don't talk about my friend that way oh my god she's never <laughs> called me her friend before this is a first <laughs> write it down all right let's 5 not 14 make a, p.m <laughs> guys let's not make a big deal about this okay um but Laura <laughs> interestingly enough uh has I mean like oh please share my medical history I I don't have to if you don't no do it um Laura (laughs) was the first one to have a bout of insulin resistance if you will in high school dealing with uh another chronic illness and I remember thinking she was told that she had to monitor her amount of carbs and like monitor her her blood sugar to an extent so I didn't want to, I'm not going to share your story. So yeah, no, I can, it. I can share my own story. So I have had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, since junior sophomore year? year, junior year of high school. And I went, and this was the same endocrine in Jacksonville that Emily ended up going to. That was misdiagnosed. Sort of, yes. Um, but, um, they said, sorry, I just went, but, uh, but um and you said but anyways sorry <laughs> sorry uh that was really funny and it distracted me um sorry so yeah so I had PCOS and that was like sophomore junior year of high school and they told me that there are three there are three like side effects or like three factors that contribute to a diagnosis of PCOS that doesn't involve actually going in and looking at your ovaries no, there are two. The third one is to do oh. the ultrasound. But mm-hmm. if your testosterone levels are high, LOL. And Which um, is very, that's not rare. That's very often yeah, no. the case for a lot of women My and men. testosterone is higher. But I'm on so many meds now. Um, <laughs> Stop. So, <laughs> um, so it's the testosterone and then LOL your, glucose. thank you your elevated glucose and so they told me that if I didn't watch what I eat I would get diabetes and I like freaked the freak out type two Mm -hmm. yeah I would get type Mm -hmm. two but also they didn't really distinguish and I didn't really know the difference at the time distinguished yeah Yeah. for us so I was freaking out being like I'm definitely gonna get diabetes Mm -hmm. I love to eat everything fried and sugary which I will say Laura's diet especially at that point in our lives she was a much pickier eater than I ever was and she definitely loved the carbs which I still do now we know doesn't necessarily contribute to type one type two that Uh that doesn't really play as much of a factor but it was it doesn't but it made it a more challenging diagnosis and shift kind of realizing oh I need to shift my whole diet now so they were like you need to go on a low carb diet of 150 Mm -hmm. grams of carbs per day just okay. 150 grams, mm-hmm. which, which to Laura was my entire 
like that was a snack. That was like one meal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just a snack. And for those like non-type ones that are listening, uh, it's counting carbs adds up a lot more quickly than, than you'd expect, um, especially mm-hmm. when you factor in fruit and things that are considered yeah. nutritious and good for you. And carbs aren't bad. It's just yeah. the type. Yeah, but it does add uh, up quickly. So here I am sitting in the car when Laura got this diagnosis, freaking mm-hmm. out that she had to monitor her carbs. And I'm just thinking to myself, God, oh, and I, I had could to do, never do that. Oh, you, and you had, I had to do sticks, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I'm sitting there like, and Emily, oh my God, thank God I don't have to do this. Think like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, that's awful. And then, lol, um, karma. Three, three years. <laughs> oh, just get it. Three. Are you years? allowed to say that? No, <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> it was just a joke. I know. I'm no. upset. Uh, three years later, mm. uh, two years later, I started developing symptoms and was not. Everyone head back to season one, episode one to hear that whole story. I'm not going to go through that again. Um, but eventually I had my diagnosis about three or four years later with type one. And I'm like, oh, well, And then I was like, thank God oh I don't God. have type one. <laughs> yes. Um, and well, interesting. I've This is going off topic a little bit. But isn't one of the medications that they often prescribe for PCOS is metformin, right? Which I'm on, baby. That's one of the medications. <laughs> So it's kind of, it is interesting. These things are kind of oddly linked in a lot of ways, diabetes and that. And I'm curious what a, like a geneticist or a doctor would think about the two of you. But I guess. We do both have thyroid disease. Right. I have hypothyroidism. She has the other kind of thyroid. Whereas like we have Hashimoto's, she has the the other one. Um, Oh, wait, no. No, we have the same kind. But. Yours is, I think, Mine's just more severe. One's autoimmune, one's yeah. just, like, yeah, d- um, doing its own thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but to – so I guess to dive in, I'm curious, Laura, and you kind of touched on it, but when Emily was diagnosed with – and I know it was a long diagnosis, so once it became clear she has type 1 diabetes, this is her new lifestyle, this is the gadgets she has to use and insulin, et cetera, et cetera, what was your reaction and feelings about that time period? I we're in college. Right. I didn't really – I didn't – We went to separate schools. Yes. For college. Yes. Um, we both went to school up north. I was probably a two-hour train right away. But I didn't have to really think about it on ha- – mm-hmm. like firsthand experience I don't know how to say that in proper English. <laughs> I didn't have to think But on about- a day-to-day, you didn't have to deal with it. Right. On a day-to-day, mm-hmm. I did not have to think actively about Emily's blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And she would always say things like, you know, I have scared to lock my door because if my blood sugar is low and I don't wake up, somebody won't be able to come in my room and like... Mm-hmm. I lived in a... Yeah. I mean, there are diff- there are varying levels of college where like situations that like we can have a whole other episode, which we've mm-hmm. had in the past. But I think it would be fun to revisit our college experiences. Yeah. We should definitely have a thing on that. But like Laura and I lived together until we were eighteen. We shared mm-hmm. a bathroom. We went to the same high school, and then um, like any freshman adjusting to college was hard enough, obviously, yeah. and being apart for the first time. Like, no, Laura told no one she had a twin, and, like, I told everyone about my twin. So if <laughs> I don't remember to, that. I, I do. They Apparently, you just called me your sister, and I oh, called yeah. everyone my twin. Uh, uh, my I told everyone 
she was my twin and Laura was just like this is my sister and they were all like so confused to well, find out well I just out. am more used to saying sister hey this is my sister I feel like saying twin is weird well I still do it so sorry not sorry um, <laughs> I think now I say twin because I'm like it's cool also we live together but, I mean there's varying things we're getting off topic yeah we're anyways really how did topic. you feel how did you feel when I was diagnosed yeah so like because we were apart no we were together when I was officially diagnosed we were both in Jacksonville weren't we or were you not home yet I don't remember I remember driving our older sister. So clearly it was so traumatic she's blocked it from her memory. Yeah, that's what it was. No, I mean, it was <laughs> it was traumatic for the whole family, I yeah. think. Honestly, you're going to kill me. But I was like, I, I, and I didn't, just to preface, I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was as involved as it is. Yes. Like, I thought it was going to be similar to type 2. Mm-hmm. So when she got it, I was like, ha, that's what you get for making fun of me. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I think that's funny. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people. I feel really feel bad that saying that out loud. No, I mean, everyone no, I listening, that's, that's, don't that's get like, up in arms and cancel oh Laura. My God, no. Obviously, anyone who's all, had Anyone who's had a sibling ever knows, knows that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been like I stubbed my toe after right. making fun of her stu- stubbing yeah. her toe. It's like the equivalent. Like she, we didn't fully grasp. Right. She didn't fully grasp the yeah. level of seriousness so then after college when we sorry if this is gonna go if you have other questions that are similar but well I guess well I'll ask that so pause before we get into that but so Emily how was it for you having to disclose this to your twin or not that it was like a secret but having to explain it to her where you've you know previously shared so much stuff and now to have this thing that only you had to deal with before I'm sure you yeah, go ahead. Sorry, before she answers, I just want to say I don't remember her telling me at all. Well, I, I have think, no recollection. I don't remember. Okay, so I think... Because I feel like you might not have fully grasped what was going on either. It was probably not this big announcement versus just like, I'm going to all these doctor's appointments, no one can figure out what's wrong with me. Right. I mean, I, 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 I consider my diagnosis the day that they officially got it right. And that I remember yeah. very clearly. And I remember mm-hmm. my mom and I in the car or in the endocrinologist's office they came back with like my elevated a1c which looking back wasn't even that bad i think i had Mm -hmm. been going into dka at that point but my a1c was like 8.9 so like okay we know stories of people who are like 15 you know like thinking back it's and you weren't like an acute dka either almost it was like a a slow burn (laughs) bless you bless you sorry so sorry so um it was a slow burn but at the same time there were a lot of things that doesn't get anyone off the hook i tested positive for like the antibodies like a year Mm -hmm. ahead like um and it was a slow burn because they made me cut out all carbs so yes. I've been feeling really crappy and I mean I'm sure this affected my relationship with a lot of people because when you cut out all carbs and you don't feel well for a year it yeah, makes you not... moody mm-hmm. um and also like I was in college there's just so many things but oh, yeah. I remember I was with my mom my mom started crying when I got my diagnosis and then I'm crying and the doctor had the worst bedside manner ever right. and she was just like do you want an insulin pump you need to figure this out in the next few months like right now here you can't leave until you inject yourself with this insulin and I'm like, I don't want an insulin pump. I don't want to inject myself. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, and we have, like, doctors in the family who were supportive. And they were like, oh, this really isn't that big of a – like, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a you'll deal. Be, you'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think my mom called my dad 
on our way home. I don't know where Laura was. Like, again, I was 20 years old when I got this diagnosis. I have no um, idea where I our was. Older, we were home for summer break for like two days before we were flying up to New York for our internships, like our first summer in New York for internships. I had an internship at Marie Claire and I had <laughs> remember injecting myself with insulin in the fashion closet. LOL. Um, that's a fun story. But Laura had an internship somewhere else and we were, you know, so when I got my diagnosis, even though you weren't there in the doctor's office with me, we lived together that summer. And I remember having my mm-hmm. first really bad low blood sugar right. and Laura had to run out and get some orange juice. Like I was like mm-hmm. 38 or 40 or something. I remember that. Yeah. And it was like really scary um, because it. But I also was like, how bad is this? <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing that I think of people. a lot of people don't get when you don't. It, it could be with your sibling. It could be mm-hmm. with your significant other. It could be a stranger on the street. I think. It's really hard to empathize when you physically just don't know what someone else is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this has taught, I can't speak for Laura, but I, it's taught me that you really can't tell what other people are going through. And like, you could look fine and be standing up, but like feel like absolute crap and like, you know, have a feel super disgusting for like an entire day after a super bad blood sugar, whether it be super high, super low, whatever. Um, and I think that in our family, it's like we're all very on top of. Oh, I thought you were going to say something nice about me specifically. I will. Just, just let me talk. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is to chit chat. But um, I think in our family, the biggest thing is like we're all very aware of like medical issues, and like we're on top of it, and we're very mm-hmm. privileged in that our entire lives like we'll be taken to like our parents are on top of it and they would take us to the doctor if we didn't feel well but there's only so much empathy you can give and understand when when you have no idea what something is like and Mm -hmm. for the rest of my family like I went back to school my parents didn't really want me to was my understanding for like a semester they asked me if I wanted to take a semester off and they were like you know, like, hey, let's think about this. This is a big They did? Thing. Yeah, well, because we were going abroad the next semester. It was, like, a whole thing. Oh, I um, was not there for that conversation. I, mean, well, they were, I don't think they were serious about it, but they were like, if you want to do this, like, that's mm-hmm. fine. And I was like, absolutely not. This isn't going to stop me. Like, F that. Which is completely fine if you do want to take a semester off. Yeah. Everyone handles everything differently, and I kind of had tunnel vision, um, and that's just the way I deal with things. But Laura to this day is probably one of the only people in my family who fully understands um the day-to-day the data and it is because we live together yeah Um, because i'm here day-to-day but even in college i feel like you you were more understanding i think it's just i just don't like confrontation oh my god stop (laughs) but i think like at least in college so she just nods along and and pretends you understand Um, I think that when you're a twin um, and you're close, like Laura and I definitely get in a ton of fights and we annoy the living crap out of each other, but we're still close. Like, it's, I don't like talking about our feelings. We're not talking about our feelings. Just calm down. Um, <laughs> it's uh, We read each other more easily. Like when yeah. I don't, when something's off, you know, like my older sister might not be able to tell, but Laura and I are like communicating mm-hmm. in our own way. It's yeah. so funny that we freak people out because <laughs> because of COVID and the masks and we used to mouth things to each other and we can read each other's lips because we've been doing it for so long and yeah. nobody else really realizes what they we're think saying. We have our own like level of communication, but we just like can read each other's faces. So well. it's not like we have uh-huh. a made up 
language. Like, it's literally, like, we're just mouthing things, and then we know how each other would react with things. But now Uh that there are masks, it's just the eyes. And so I can only tell the emotion and not what she's saying. So I can tell when she's pissed off or, like, if something crazy just happened and I gotta Uh look around everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But... Yeah, but, I mean the same kind I of goes it. for my diabetes too. Like she, she'll be like, "Are you okay? Like mm-hmm. you good?" I mean, yeah, if you're if it's you're like, having like a high blood sugar and you feel like shit, I feel right. like you're able to see the shifts in her mood more, right? More and like quickly than others and I'm would. I'm like biting her head off when I. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like annoying for me when, but but I understand it now. Yeah, so it's not like I'm allowed to be annoyed, but you're also allowed to freak out because you might die <laughs> like, yeah I mean everyone's feelings are valid yes yeah. that's and, what I'm trying to say you know the way my boyfriend handles things versus the way Laura handles things it's like very different which I mm-hmm. think is a very in- would be an interesting episode just to have like how Steve handles things versus how um your siblings do it's like there's so much more compassion at least <laughs> Am I not compassionate? (laughs) Whereas Laura's like, okay, she needs five. Like, just give it a minute. Matt's like, oh my god, can I get you anything? There's also which and there's a there's a place for each of those things. Like sometimes being too caretaker, it's like, oh right, just leave me alone. Whereas Laura, living with her every day, you're like, yeah, yeah, give her. I'm like, do you need a mango slice? Tell me now, because I'm going to the pantry. (laughs) Or she'll speak now. Or yeah, I think one of the most annoying things about living. Or just, like, having your oh, twin here we go. with, and, like, me having type 1 and her being, mm-hmm. like, Oh, not, I know exactly what you're going to say. She low snacks. And I have to say, I think that's <laughs> one of the biggest, um, I think that's one of, she doesn't do it I resent time, this. And she, I, she knows not to, for the most part. But she'll be like, can I have some Skittles? While I, I have my Skittles out, because I'm trying to treat a low. Or, like, generally just ask, because I never know if you're, you might say yes one day. I don't know. I do, which is fair. Like, that's a me thing I need to for do. For the like, most part, I know <laughs> that if we're going to get you boundaries. low snacks, if you get low snacks, I'm just going to get an extra Skittles for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, Laura so don't never, say that. She's never shied away from eating, like, a whole bunch. Of, like, if my blood sugar's really high, she'll still eat, like, three donuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> okay, like, that's I have fine. never. No, that's but we fine. would. No, but, like, that's, that's <laughs> the kind of thing that I'd want. I wouldn't want someone to be, like. I don't want to eat this in yeah. front of you. Or, like, oh, you know, my parents, my no. parents or my older sister, like, just because they don't live with me day to day. And there is so much misinformation available like maybe oh. not even misinformation but also like different people handle the disease in different ways they'll like, go yes. if we're like out to dinner sorry mom and dad love you <laughs> if we're out to dinner and some i mean i always want dessert but i'll look to my dad and go dessert and then he'll look to my mom and go hmm? and my mom will look at emily and then go Probably Let's not. skip. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, no, we can get the damn dessert. Like now they understand. For yeah, the most part. sorry. Yeah. I feel like that's really messed no. up for me to say. No, it's no. no, but it's the reality. And I think anyone diagnosed above the age of, you know, above a certain age does does deal mm-hmm. with these so days. then whenever we go out i'm like emily let's get dessert and she'll be like i'm high and i'll be like cool so you can have a sliver and i'll have the rest mm-hmm. i mean i'm not let all- me eat my cake yeah and for those listening like i do eat dessert sometimes when i'm high i do eat dessert all the time like yeah. or not not like it i treat it like i do my normal day-to-day 
Yeah. You know, it's not like there's no right or wrong. There's just what works for you. And I think that when you are living with your twin, she, they just are able to see more. So, like, mm-hmm. you've been with Stove for how long? Sorry, Stove. I call him Stove. How long have you been with um, Steve? What year is it? Uh, like, f- five and a half years. So, like, at this point, Congrats. obviously, you've been married for, like, a year yes. and a half now, right? Yes. Um, yeah, almost two. two years, mm-hmm. yeah. You, like, he knows, and he's a doctor, but, like, that aside, he, because doctors don't really know much about endocrinology unless they're <laughs> endocrinologists. Can confirm, yeah. <laughs> Hot take. Um, he, you guys can read each other to a certain extent. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. there's a different type of reading each other when you've been in the world. When you have this twin yeah. vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't Some even know what your say. question was, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious, like, now, since you've been living together post-college, which has been a while now, five five years years. almost. I'm going to throw up. That's Um, ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Since since that, and you have obviously had to see the day-to-day of of type 1 diabetes, and I know you don't like talking about feelings, but I'm going to ask about them anyways. She's a therapist. Are there times that you feel, like, do you ever get nervous? Do you ever get afraid? Or are you pretty confident with the diabetes stuff? Like if Emily is really nervous about something or very calm about something, do you tend to just sort of match her feelings or do you try to <laughs> disassociate? <I don't> know. <laughs> like if, if you see Emily really, really low, and I don't know if this has happened to the point where she's so low where you like can't quite figure out what you should do. Right. Like how do you handle those situations? She asked me. Sorry, Emily is getting ready to speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think what was the question? <laughs> that, I'm curious ladies and gentlemen, how, answers how, your question. <laughs> I'm curious, like, how you handle the more, not oh, right, right. just the mundane stuff, but the more, like, emergent issues. Like, if right. her insulin pump isn't working and her blood sugar is skyrocketing or if it's, you know, dropping dramatically. So, I think that's probably the difference between me and other people dealing with it is that I uh-huh. have confidence that Emily will figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't really freak out that much. If it is really low, yeah. there's like a part of the back of my brain that freaks out. But then the rest of me is like, what's Forget the likelihood it. that this is actually going to happen? But then mm-hmm. the inner conflict is like, why would you think that now it's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> but anxiety is a family trait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there was, I remember there was a time when I was five or six blocks away and I had just gotten I needed to drop something off somewhere and I had just gotten Mm -hmm. there and then I was gonna stay it was at it was at a comedy club but I was gonna stay for like 30 minutes and I Mm -hmm. got the I got a phone call saying and it was Emily and like if it's Emily or anybody in our family I'm gonna pick Mm -hmm. up so (laughs) she just goes I'm 50 and I'm dropping it was one of those 50, for people listening, they're probably like, oh, I'm 50 right now and I feel fine. It was one of those where it's like... That you really feel. You're really dropping and you really feel. And I had a lot of insulin on board. And, and I think I, I... was freaking out. I think I mm-hmm. said, do I have to come back? And I was like... And then she said, no, but I would appreciate it. <laughs> and then I think that like clicked. And I was like, yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that and should probably just be there for her. If, you know, just to be there Uh so now whenever 
she's low and is, is texts me or calls me or whatever, I drop what I'm doing and run. Because it doesn't really... Okay, I, let's reframe this a little bit because I don't think... I don't want anyone listening thinking that, like, I'm, like, codependent. That she's, like, and a, that, like a baby about her lows. Yeah, like, no. Oh, like, no, I don't no, want no, to, no, So, no. like, that, that has only happened maybe once or If twice. I'm really busy, she won't even text me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I only reach out to – I almost never reach out to family because they have my Dexcom, so they mm-hmm. – my, my alerts with them are all, like, 55, like, urgent lows. But also – sorry, I'm interrupting you oh, on God. purpose. Generally <laughs> – generally somebody else will be generally you're not alone like if yeah I don't have a lot of alone time (laughs) either I'm with Matt or I'm with you yeah or I'm I'm saying like she can be alone she can go in her room I can go in my room whatever she can be alone if she wants but I'm just saying there's always usually somebody there within the vicinity that can hear her alarms We're, we're making this sound so much more urgent than it is Um, Well, she asked about the specifically urgent cases. I know, but here's the thing. So what I do want people to know, because I feel like a lot of people will um, sympathize with this, is Mm -hmm. Laura's fear of glucagon, um, of administering anything. Oh, yeah. Even Baximi, just like Mm -hmm. learning how she continues. She's great because she, like, I'll make her watch it. (laughs) I was about to say, I have tutorial videos. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, like, I am not great. But... In any, like, in case something happens, I want to have confidence that she will deliver. Right. And I just hope that nothing like that happens. But, like, for those of you that live with, like, a friend or your sibling, like, the glucagon was much scarier because needles freak a lot of people out. And it requires more, like, you had to, like, you had to mix yeah. stuff. It was more That's what worried me. I don't care yeah. about stabbing you. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I know. <laughs> it was, like, the cut. It's, like, there's multiple steps before you even get to the Right. Thing. It's, like, I couldn't shake yeah. it, but I had to swirl it. Uh, yeah. What the hell does that mean? Exactly, exactly. what it sounds like. Um, no, but I think so, like, if anyone, like, if, if you're listening and you live with a sibling or, like, a loved one, like, hit me up and let me know that. It's not just my loved ones that are terrified of glucagon because... Oh, no. It's like, but now it's the nasal thing, right? And yeah, I just got to shove yeah, it up now there. Now it's much easier. She, like, mm-hmm. I've asked her multiple times to watch that video on how to do it. The nasal one? Yeah. Did you ever watch it? I don't think you ever asked. Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, and then I said I was going to watch it later. They also design it to be very straightforward yeah. because the idea is, like, a stranger on the street should be able yeah, to do it, you exactly. know? So right. I have faith in you, Laura. Yeah. Thank you. So, like, but I, I hope... Me as a stranger seeing it happen, I could do it. <laughs> I do feel, I feel more confident. <laughs> I feel very confident in Laura's ability to be a good ally to any type mm-hmm. one. I think regardless of any emergency situation. That's so nice. There, I mean, like, if you think about it, I just feel like you know so much more than like, Liz and my older sister. But that's because we live together. I love yeah. meeting all of the diabetes friends because... They're always so shocked that I, I know was, so much. And she'll text me and be like, oh, my yeah. God, I saw an Omnipod on the street. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I was- almost said something. I almost stopped a woman because I saw it on the back of her arm. But I was sitting down to eat and she was sitting down to eat. And it's COVID. And I was like, probably shouldn't. Was it me? <laughs> no. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was, that's what I was going to say. It's like you've always come to the, you know, JDRF events or whatever diabetes get-togethers we right. have. and. And you're a really good ally for all type 1 diabetics because you know the ins and outs. And that's always nice to, Thank you so to much. come across in the world. Like when you meet someone 
who knows about type 1 diabetes and not just like, oh, yeah, like my third cousin has it, I think. Like right. someone oh, like who my knows dog has it. it. Yeah. Oh, your dog um, Somebody who knows it and yet is pancreatically capable yeah it's like so refreshing and it's and so you're you're a good ally in our in our community and thank you and this is hard like i i imagine you know having a twin sister that you're living with is hard no matter what health shit (laughs) yeah you know lack thereof but the fact that you have a chronic illness plopped in there and so there's bound to be lots of feelings i won't make you talk about them but i could think of some (laughs) feelings that could come up i can imagine some resentment i can imagine guilt i can imagine don't get it twisted there's resentment on both sides for sure she ain't just a cakewalk either but still no but but let's be clear that is any relationship those are normal exactly and exactly and so i i think you guys watching you guys talk about diabetes and just talk about being twins in in normal life not on this podcast even it's really inspiring it's nice to see oh my god thank you can i just keep you in my pocket let's end on that positive note feeling low (laughs) before you let's get into the resentment get Um, it feeling low oh my god (laughs) oh my god i cannot on that note um guys feel free to follow laura on instagram oh she's really she's really funny she's really funny she loves to bake she loves to troll me sorry i was speaking over you can you all say that again please Oh, follow Laura on Instagram. What are you at? Lgold123. Um, she's private, but she'll probably accept you. I'm not private. Oh, you public now. She's she's Ooh. a she'll text me or okay, she'll just walk into my room and be like, Oh my god, Emily, this diabetic person followed me. They're so cool. And I'm like, Yeah. Whenever famous. I'm on the stories, I get like two new diabetic followers and I'm like, Yes. She's an ally, like I said. Um, she's also <laughs> single. So moving oh on. Oh my god. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I'm single. Hit me up. <laughs> Great I'm ally, guys. Great ally. I work really we well yeah. with diabetics. Oh, my God. Stop. Okay, so follow her on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. Follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Email us because we love to hear from you. Pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. Um, this has been fun. It's been eye-opening. I'm sure for others, definitely not for us because we live the same life. Help us. <laughs> Um, live the same life but different yes um maybe i'll post a picture of me and laura just my face you uh, should maybe just laura uh, i wonder <laughs> if we have, one, do we have one of the three of us at your wedding um, maybe i have to look I, I'll, I'll i think browse. so I'll but look. i think my arm looks fat oh my god stop you're beautiful um so anyone listening, <laughs> like, one final note any hostility that you've heard on this is all fun and games laura and i love each other unconditionally love, it is sibling love we don't like to talk about our feelings but that's our own thing um feelings are great Yes. You can feel. You just can, Yeah. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to cut her off. to talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to cut her off before she says anything bad. Um, but Laura's a comedian. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, not not the comedian part. Just like. I understand. Any I continue. references. Um, moral of Miriam, thanks for being our constant uh, voice of reason. Yes. And sorry. No questions were aimed at you today. No, it's better. <laughs> I mean like this was like night I like I like listening you know um, this was great I love guys, speaking so let thank us you. know what you thought of this episode maybe we'll do a part two if you guys want if this was just anxiety inducing we'll leave pauses <laughs> I feel like love if it. anything it was just entertaining <laughs> I mean I hope so we aim to we aim to entertain and also to enlighten people so Laura is pancreatically capable 
and she is an ally and if you are pancreatically capable and listening know that you can be an ally too she is a great example and on that lovey-dovey note thank you guys so much for listening and we hope you have a great week bye guys thank you for having me love you guys bye